0: Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light and a fresh anointing to your life. Today, um, we are starting off a new series and... I'm sure some of you saw the the flyer already, and the series is The Art of Discipleship. But the Lord gave me um, another message to speak on, but it's a collaboration of The Art of Discipleship. So I will call it Kingdom Discipleship, Kingdom Discipleship. And I'm going to be teaching on that for the next two weeks and after that we're going to go into something so powerful in church and in the next few days or few services, I will be sharing more on that and we're starting a series called Mercy a Mercy series and I am am really looking forward to that because the Lord has showed me some very deep things that is going to happen when that series starts Um, so for the sake of Today's service, I know that the theme earlier was um, uh, discipleship, the art of discipleship, but today, you can call it kingdom discipleship. All right. If you have your writing materials with you, let me see your hands up. Um, Church is not a classroom, as it were. Church is a place of encounter. And one of the things that I've realized about the patriarchs of old, the reason why we have the Bible and what we even call the Bible today is because of the documentation that certain men that were moved by the Spirit of the Lord were able to document their, you know, their words with the Lord and their, you know, their connections with Him. And that's why we have the Bible. One of the things that I see in our generation, which is fast-missing, is that we do not document things because we believe that once we hear them, it stays. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. If you were like me in your maybe secondary schools or when you're in the university, that every time you want to let something stay in your mind, you have to write it down. So I'll give an example. If I'm reading any course, When I'm reading, I always have to have a jotter by my side so that I can write down. And I realize that the more I write some of these things down, the more it stays with me. And so it's really a science in itself and sometimes how our brain functions that it's best to write things down. In fact, the Lord said to me one day that I wouldn't speak to you about deep things about your life if you are not going to write them down. Because God is not a waste of resources. Somebody say amen. God is not a waste of resources. So the Lord would always tell you deep things. I'm telling you. I'll give you an example. The Bible says in Abakuk, it says, write the vision down, make it plain. Write the vision down, make it plain, so that they who see it might run with it. So if there is no writing down, there is no seeing, and if there is no seeing, there is no running. And so whenever you're coming to church, always come with a writing material. I mean, even if it's your phone, just ensure that you write something down. The day you need it, you'll be surprised. The day you need that information, that information, particular information, all right, so say after me, this is my Bible, raise it, I, the phone is okay, it's anything, this is my Bible, I am what it says I am, I would be what it says I am, I have what it says I have, and I trust the word of the Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus we pray this moment that your word will come with simplicity, with accuracy, unhindered, uninterrupted by any satanic influence or demonic activity. We ask, oh God, that there would be illumination and revelation knowledge, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that our hearts would be flooded with so much light. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we would not only be hearers of the word, but the grace to do that which you have spoken to us this morning we ask that is imparted into our spirit in the mighty name of jesus christ and the church says aloud amen, amen. All right, just before we get into the sermon the lord laid something in my heart this morning i'm just going to do that very quickly if you're here this morning and you're sick in any part of your body don't stand up don't rise up don't just lift up your hands everyone i'm just going to pray and everyone watching online father in the name of jesus christ i speak against the spirit of infirmity and i rebuke it right now in the name of jesus christ every sickness in your body terminal whatever it is might be whatever name it is called they bow to the authority of christ so in the name of jesus that is greater than every other name i command that foul affliction be rebuked right now in the name of jesus christ and i command it to go in jesus mighty name we pray amen and amen one announcement. Um, the new Unilag is starting their services next week Sunday. Is it next week Sunday? Is that All right. The new Unilag is starting their service next week Sunday, so let's celebrate that. Amen. So many of them haven't been here because of maybe parent, whatever it is, but they are starting next week's Sunday. So you might not be seeing some of them again from next week's Sunday. Amen. All right, let's pray in the name of Jesus. We ask that the Lord would cause a great revival upon that land. Come on, let me say, yeah, you say amen. amen. And God will move and do what only him is able to do, that a generation will be switched and changed for him. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All right, my please change the keys. Thank you. All right, let's get into the word this morning, kingdom, discipleship. Kingdom, discipleship. Now, this morning, I am going to, I almost used the word, but let me take that back. I am going to, by the help of the Holy Sabula Rasa in psychology, which is a clean slate, whereby new things can be put in there. Because I'll tell you something. That some of the things that you thought you knew, you might actually be be mistaken. And so this morning, I am going to teach majorly on kingdom and I would touch a bit on discipleship. And the next week, Sunday, I would continue, and then I would teach on majorly discipleship. But for the sake of this morning, I would focus more on kingdom, because the Lord said to me, when we brought out the flyer for the service, the Lord said to me that if you don't teach them about kingdom, they don't understand discipleship. Because the discipleship we are talking about, it must be, from the product of understanding your kingdom. And so I said, okay, that's fine. Let's go on this journey of understanding kingdom and so that we can then now be great disciples of this kingdom. So is somebody ready to unlearn many things you thought you knew and learn the agenda and the specific wisdom of God to us at this time. If you are, let me see your hands up. All right, last week Sunday, I started talking about um, something very important, very interesting. And I talked about the types of Christians. And this one, I'm going to start off with that. The difference between a Christian and a discipled Christian. And you should write that down. The difference between a Christian and a discipled Christian. In the book of Matthew, chapter twenty-eight, if you read from verse seventeen to verse nineteen, Jesus said, "Go ye into the world and make disciples." No, start Go to verse eighteen. Verse eighteen, saying, "All power." Yes, let's keep going. All power has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son. And of the Holy Ghost. And this morning, you know, David said that, Search me, O God, and know my ways. If there's any evil way in me, turn me in life everlasting. This morning, it's going to be a little bit of check and balance in your heart. So just, you don't have to say, It's solely based on one thing, what God can do for me. If you listen to 80% of their prayer points, It is filled up with I, 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 and I. Lord, bless me. Lord, give me a breakthrough. Lord, provide for me. Lord, da-da-da. Lord, me, me, me. They don't want anything extra. In fact, they just want to come to church and go back home. They want to serve the Lord and go back home. They want to worship God and go back home. Nothing more, just nothing more. They know all the worship songs and that's great. They know how to pray in the spirit and that's great. They know how to fast and that's great. They know how to do all the spiritual gymnastics or spiritual exercises that we participate in church and that's great but they don't want anything extra than that many of which they are always going from pillar to post looking for the next place they can get the next breakthrough and so while they join every morning prayer that is currently going on in the whole world right now they don't go on a personal devotion and they don't even know the Lord for themselves. You know why? Because the morning prayers that they are doing fit perfectly for their breakthrough and for their next level. Sorry, this morning I want to say very uncomfortable things, but be ready to receive it very well. Amen? Do you still love me? Well, I'm not really bothered as long as I preach the gospel of Christ. Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So they are, they are, okay, listening to all morning prayers and that's great. And the reason why they are going there in the first place is from what they can get. And so if you flip it to the other side and say, morning prayers is now teaching on discipleship. They're not really interested in that. They don't want this. They don't want to be schooled. They don't want to know. They just want daily breakthrough. They want Moses... Who would always stretch forth the rod that can part their Red Seas? But they don't want to be Joshua's. They are Israelites. They are part of Israel. They have the covenant of Israel. But they keep looking for Moses who will stretch the rod to them and part the Red Seas. And while that is great, David, Moses is anointed to do all of those things, which is fantastic. And we must celebrate the grace of God upon Moses. But God is saying, I need discipled men and women. People who are skilled and taught. People who can go to battles. Because it takes a Joshua and a Caleb to take over cities. God doesn't entrust his purpose on the whole of Israel. It's not like that. Go and check it, it's in the scripture. God doesn't entrust all of his agenda on Israel. He entrusts it on men and women who are willing to till the ground. Another thing you will see of these Christians, which is great, they want it light. You know what we call soft work? Soft work. Just soft. When it's fasting time, let's fast by early morning and break by 12. Or let us add small spice to it as we are doing it. The soft work is that I'm a Christian, I'm born again, but it's okay to say certain things or act in certain ways. They just want the gospel light. They don't want any, they don't want pressure with the gospel. This thing is not as deep as it is, they say. They don't want, that's Christian. So when you come to church on a Sunday morning, as a rejoicing church like the new, when people are screaming and shouting and falling under the power and dancing the Holy Ghost, they feel like kilo Shale, what's going, what's uh, uh, I don't want this kind of a church that is true. they just want it simple. The kind of worship they want is like tea, you know, limping worship. Oh Lord. Just keep reading S.O.P. You know S.O.P.? That's what they want. Songs of praise, right? Holy, 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 aha. in fact sometimes during the worship god is thinking are they worshiping this guy or me because their posture is of course is you we came to worship while we are singing the song the Lord. they want to take it to another level, you know they don't have respect for anybody. While service is going on, doing worship, or oh, while people are lost in God, they are picking up call. Barrow. Hello? Right there. No respect, nothing. In doing the service. Hello, Barrow? Oh boy, oh boy, stop that thing now. Stop that thing. Ah! See how Leicester City beats out Chelsea yesterday. Ah! They want the light, nothing. They consider midweek service as lesser service, but Sunday service, the powerful one. <laughs> but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they go to work home. They can't miss that one. But midweek service is lesser. The anointing on Sunday is more. You know why? Many of them come to church for gathering to say hello to somebody. Don't move today. Today is correctional service. Don't move. The way you came as you sat down, that's why you should just sit all through the message. Oh, Oh, Sunday service is the one that they will gather. Midweek service is. uh. And so they're okay waking up by 5 am to join all the prayer watch that is going on around the world even the one the devil is doing but no devotion that's their devotion let me say something here you cannot replace your personal devotion with any online prayer going on anywhere in the world by any man of god on earth are you hear what i'm saying because you are behaving like israelites Just calling for manna, 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 when you are supposed to be Moses. Manna, manna, Christianity. Don't manna. Break me. Break me through. Break me through. Next through. Break. What is the problem? I will show you what the kingdom says today. I've never entered message. Praise the Lord. Another thing about those Christians, the normal Christians, is that they are merely churchgoers. Many of them, Sunday service, some of them very committed. Although they have categories, they have categories, they are in levels. There are some that every Sunday they come, nothing more, they just come. But there are some that is only watch night service, Easter service, Christmas service, family um, dedication. Oh, Ricky. (laughs) So they are merely, they don't really, church is just, online church is there now, so it's okay. And so the Lord is always looking for who to use. Let me ask you a question, guys. Think about it for a moment. If you own the earth, who would you use? Someone who is dedicated to your cause, or someone who partially comes to collect something from you and go? Who would you use? No, think about it. Let me say something to you all. That doctrine that they say God uses everybody is a lie. That's right. It's not Which in the kingdom. Was, God doesn't use everybody. God uses the people who have opened up themselves for his work. God does not use everybody. See, you can be crying. We cry, our Father. be. Ye. You can be singing it to. It does not mean. Turn your Bible with me to Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. Someone say that I'm hearing what the word, what God is saying. Say loud, loud. I'm hearing. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. Let's read together. One, two, ready, read. Next verse, verse 3, next verse 4, let's stop right, okay, let's read verse 5 and last verse, verse 5 and last verse. Alright, now I want to talk about a differentiated Christians and a discipled Christians for you and now I want to talk about one of the difference, which was now what I used to build this message the difference between a discipled Christian and a Christian is that one is always looking at things from the perspective of kingdom, while the other is always looking at things from the perspective of give me One is looking at kingdom. That's their mindset. Kingdom, 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 kingdom. When God blesses them with an idea, they know it's for kingdom. When God blesses them with a car, they know it's for kingdom. When God blesses them with new things, they know it's for kingdom. In fact, they live their life for kingdom cause. Which means they are constantly, like I taught you last week Sunday, and if you didn't listen to the message last week Sunday, go back to it. They are constantly on Mount Moriah, on a place of sacrifice and teaching. So, they are more kingdom focused, kingdom agenda, kingdom perspective as against any other thing. The very first time in the Bible we heard the concept of kingdom, which is what I want to teach you today, and it will change your life. I'm telling you. The first time we started hearing the word kingdom, 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 that lingua was brought by Jesus. Before that time, the only time you will hear the word kingdom, kingdom was when kingdoms were divided against each other. Then Jesus showed up and started to say, Behold, the kingdom of God has come. Behold, repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Behold, repent, the kingdom. Ah, I'm sure the people at the time were wondering, what is this kingdom, 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 kingdom thing you're always talking about. In fact, it is very clear in the Bible that Jesus used more of kingdom as a word than any other person that ever existed in the Bible. That's to tell you that there must be a perspective about this kingdom that we need to actually research and go deeper in so that we can have a proper perspective about why we are even on earth in the first place and why we are Christians. Because if you think that you are a Christian because you want to worship God, that's not why you are a Christian. If you think God created us because in my book of Bible story in your primary days or in secondary days, no, you should not be reading book of Bible story in secondary school, that they taught you that the reason why God created us was to worship him. That's a blunted lie. Because the angels in heaven are worshiping him. The 24 elders are bound before him. What does He need man to worship him for again? So there might be a higher perspective as to why we were created in the first place, which is what we want to dive into today. Glory be to God. So if you read the scripture we just read now, that until the heir, as long as it's an heir, he still remains a servant until he's tutored and is mastered to mature, to actually now take his rightful place as the heir. And so what is the concept of the kingdom that Jesus kept on talking about? Open your Bible with me. Let's look at some of these things that Jesus said about the kingdom. Luke chapter 17 verse 20. Luke 17 verse 20. Luke 17 verse 20. I believe that if I was in times of Jesus, I would be very... Uh, at this month, in this man I said kingdom. Do you know, when Jesus was talking about how to pray, they came to him, they said, teach us how to pray. What did he say? He taught them how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What? Thy kingdom come. Ah, So what is this kingdom, this kingdom, this kingdom, this man is always talking about? Behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Behold, the kingdom of God has come upon you. What is this kingdom that is always talking about? That's what we want to share right now. Now in Luke chapter 17 verse 20, the Bible says, And when he had demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Let's go to verse twenty-one. Neither shall you say, "Lo, here," or "Lo, there," for behold, the kingdom of God is where? is where, is where, is where, is where. See, today, just forget everything you have ever learned about kingdom, because the word of God mesmerizes us this morning. Where is this kingdom? Come on, everyone, let's say that right now. Where is this kingdom? Where is the kingdom? Outside of you? Is the kingdom coming? Come on, is the kingdom coming? Where is the kingdom? The kingdom is within us. Alright, that's great. Turn your Bible with me to Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. And saying, say, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When you hear the word is at an, it means it's present, right? Come on, yes or no? Yes, yes or no? Yes. All right. So, where is the kingdom? Within you. Where is the kingdom? Within you. In what location is the kingdom? The kingdom is present. Which you are the kingdom. Don't worry. You get it. I'm going with somewhere. Now, what is the definition of a kingdom? The English definition of a kingdom means a country, a territory, a state ruled by a king. Let me take it again. A country, a territory, a state ruled by a king. Another one definition here says a spiritual reign or influence. Underline word influence because we're going to use more of that word in the coming. In some of the things I'm going to be talking about in a moment Influence of a king Now A kingdom Any kingdom Is made up of a culture And I'll break this down for you So follow me now We have what we call the Yoruba kingdom Yes or no Come on church, yes or no I want the feedback so that way I know that you're following me you know, sometimes we are too in a hurry to get to the end. Just let's, let's build together. Come on, let's build together. <laughs> How many of you know the Yoruba kingdom? Right? Yoruba has a kingdom, yes or no? Igbo has a kingdom, yes or no? The Awusa has a kingdom, yes or no? Now, one of the things to note about every kingdom is that a kingdom is made up of a culture and in the culture of that kingdom consists of five things number 1 every culture must have its value write it down every culture must have its value every culture number 2 must have its belief i'm going to teach you some very powerful things every culture must have its belief number 3 every culture must have its constitution by which they operate in. Constitution. Number four, every culture must have its dressing, how they dress. All right, uh, media, show me the Yoruba kingdom. I just sent you the Yoruba one. All right. So, if you if you see this, right, this is a king. Because remember what we said about the definition of a kingdom, that a kingdom, guys just follow me closely this morning, that a kingdom is made up of a state or a state, a territory, a country ruled by a king. Now remember that we said that in each kingdom has a culture. And in the culture consists of these four things we just talked about, the dressing, the value, the belief, and the constitution. Right? Now, so if you look at this man right here, he's clearly the king of the Yoruba kingdom. At least, this is the picture we got. The king of the Yoruba kingdom. Now, if you look at his dressing, you'll tell that this is a Yoruba-like dressing. Now, show me the other picture of the Yoruba people that I, I shared with you. Show that. I want to use this to explain it. All right. You see the Yoruba culture. You see how they dance. You see how they dress. You see their, what they call this cap right you will see that in um, any other kingdom because the king has a culture in his kingdom eh. oh i don't want to go ahead of myself the king has a culture has four things number one he has the value he has the belief he has the constitution and he has the dressing and it determines how the culture operates and so you see this about the yoruba kingdom now Go again to the Igbo kingdom, oh, the Igbo one. This is how their king looks like. I just found this fine boy. I just said us. But you see that this is the king now. Let's go to their, their style of um, their own look. The next one. You see them. The culture, the language. Oh, pardon me. Number five is language. There's a language. I, I, I totally forgot that. Language as a fifth thing. You see, it's totally different. Look at the way they dance. It's very, very different from the... From the um, I, I think that the Yoruba culture for dancing uses gongong, right? Right? I don't know what's the... Uh, anyway. But, you, but you, you get what I'm saying. Now, go to the Awusa. I like this royal look. Now this is like the Awusa the Emia, right? But you see that the the way of dressing the culture the Igbo culture is different from the yoruba culture yes or no if you go to a yoruba family and you enter into your father's house and you say daddy morning dad daddy good morning pops what will your your yoruba family what will your father say to you the culture of yoruba is to do what as a man Come on, let me hear you. As a man, yes. as a woman, yes. what created that? Culture. Culture. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is here. Now, you know, things are scattered now. Nothing like that again, no. There's nothing like kneeling down again, no. Now, people greet their father like this now, okay? Hey, what's up, dad? Now look at your bald head. even tap the, even their father, so... But if you go to Spain or Czech Republic or Portugal and you see a white man and you prostrate for him, you'll be looking like you are a thief or you want to come and attack him. Yes or no? You know why? The difference is the culture. But the culture must be upheld by the king in that culture. Oh, yeah, I'm going somewhere. Must be upheld by the king in the culture. Glory to God. Now, every culture now has its own constitution in which they determine what happens and when they want to serve judgment or not for us as believers our constitution is the bible amen all right now this is what happened god In Genesis chapter 1 The spirit of the Lord was moving around the face of the deep And God said let there be light and there was light And God said Let us make man In our own image Now follow me close Because I've explained this now so you can understand Where I'm going to God then said let us make man in our own image After our likeness Let's make man in our own image After our likeness Underline that word then God created man and woman and blessed them now I've heard this long enough particularly from spiritual people that the reason why God created us was to worship Him while that can be true in itself that is not the reason why God created the earth and that is not the reason why God created human beings the mankind race was not created just solely to worship The reason of creation was so that heaven's kingdom would then permeate health as well. That's the reason. And so when God made man, he then blessed man. The blessing means, and I've said this again and again, and that's why I want to reiterate this. The blessing means all that God has, all that God is, and all that God can do. Let me say it again. The blessing means all that God has, all that God is, and all that God can do. So the moment God created man and blessed man, let me say it again, the moment God created man and blessed man, God gave man the sceptre, the rulership, the authority over the earth. I know that your theological Or your Christian mind might be too hard to take this. But I'll say something to you here. God is not on the earth. Jesus is not on the earth. The rulership, the authority, the power has already been given to you the moment God blessed man. The devil did not hear this very well. The devil did not come and stop the worship of man with God. The devil came to take the blessing, which is all that God has, all that God is, and all that God can do. Because the reason why man came in the first place was to permeate Eden. And the agenda was that Eden was supposed to be a continuation that flows across the nations of the earth. So there is not just supposed to be one garden of Eden. The Eden, that's why God says, be fruitful, multiply, and what? Replenish. Replenish them means continuity, continuous. So Eden was supposed to flow continually onto the all ends of the earth. That is why when the devil came and, and, and stopped that agenda, man had to leave Eden because they, do, they no longer had the power and the, 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 the blessing for the continuity of Eden. That was what the devil was after. That was what it was after. Is somebody following me? Am I losing anyone? Am I losing anyone? Is everyone following me? All right, so let's keep going. So the moment God did that and blessed man, and I've shared this scripture with you before, the heavens, even the heavens is the Lord, the earth has he given to the children of men. So God gave the power and the authority and the rulership of the kingdom on the earth to man already it's with man already now let me share with you four purposes of the earth Why? when God gave me this it just blew my mind why was the earth created and what's God's purpose on the earth because until, I, until you understand this kingdom thing we are talking about you will never understand discipleship what's God's purpose on the earth number one To extend his kingdom and influence on the earth. This kingdom means to extend his culture. You know, we were talking about culture before when we talked about kingdom. This kingdom means to extend his culture. In that culture, it talks about the value, it talks about the belief, it talks about the language, it talks about the dressing. He talks about the constitution. So those five things were supposed to be extended on the earth. That's why God created the earth. To extend his kingdom and his influence on the earth. This is why Jesus kept on saying, Behold, the kingdom of God has come. Is somebody following me? Behold, the kingdom of God has come. Number two, now open your Bible to John chapter 18, verse 36. John chapter 18, verse 36. Don't worry, this is Bible school this morning, so. John 18, 36. And Jesus answered, My kingdom is not in thy word. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servant fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from ye. So the kingdom, which means, and I'm going to explain that to you in a moment now, and you'll get it. The kingdom agenda is God saying, I want to permeate the earth with heaven so that the whole earth will be filled with the glory of what is in heaven. And that's why the earth was created in the first place. Now, the next thing is number two, god's purpose for the earth to administrate the earth's colony through his son you will get it at this point now now don't write just watch me here the word colony means let me let me use this to explain it so that you can understand it better nigeria was colonized by who british britain And so in the concept of colony, what is done is this. A nation that is like an imperial nation, which is bigger, which is better, has more influence, would go in and colonize a smaller nation. When they go in and colonize a smaller nation, what they would do is that they would bring in their culture, they would bring in their value, they would bring in their language, they will bring in their dressing, they will bring in their constitution, and when they bring it in, they will colonize that nation. Once they colonize that nation, that nation is now subjected to their rulership. That nation is now subjected to their oppression. That nation is now subjected to how they act and what they do. This is why London or Britain came to Nigeria and colonized Nigeria. Our lingua franca was never English. It was because the white people from UK came and colonized us. That's why we speak English. There are countries like Angola who countries like Portugal colonized them. What did they start speaking? Portuguese. So what God was looking for is how he would colonize the earth. Now hear this. It takes a man that must come to the place or the location that they want to colonize in order for colony to happen. I'll give an example. Lord Lugard, a governor, had to come to Nigeria. Yes or no? So the moment that came there, the king, hear this, the king himself or the queen of England doesn't necessarily need to come by herself. The moment a representative, I want you to be interpreting what I'm saying, the moment a representative is sent down, The representative comes. The representative now shows them and colonizes them with their perspective, bringing five things to them. Number one, value. Number two, language. Number three, belief. Number four, um, dressing. Number five, help me. Constitution. This person brings it. The moment it brings that, the whole nation is already colonized by that. You know why? Because they are a stronger nation. When Jesus came, Jesus brought the kingdom of heaven because man had lost it in the garden of Eden. So he brought a new kingdom. And when he brought a new kingdom, he used that to colonize. And this is how colonization happens. That a man must be willing to take up the whole colony by himself. And he would do that by those five things that I've mentioned. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? Is somebody hear what I'm saying? All right. Does anybody understand what I'm? Is it too deep? Is it? The way people are just looking today. That's right. Don't worry. You get it. If I have to teach it next week again, I'll teach it because if we don't understand kingdom, we won't understand what we are doing here. Amen. All right. So let's keep going. So that's why you see that nigeria we wear suits who brought that to us who brought that to us britain you see in nigeria, a nigeria a person goes to work in the morning and say give me give me light coffee i want cappuccino 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 who taught you cappuccino that's the uk you know what they did they brought in their influence and took over a territory Now, follow me. Number three, God wants to ordain mankind as his kingdom representative on the earth. God wants to ordain mankind as his kingdom representative on the earth. So watch this, everyone. Now, there is the kingdom of heaven. Now, God wants to colonize the whole earth. And in order for him to colonize the earth, he needs man for that colonization to happen. And what does colonization mean? It means bringing a higher influence onto a lower influence. And so the way God wants this to be done is that he looks at the kingdom of heaven and the glory of heaven and he wants that to be shown on the earth. And the only way that can happen is with man. And that's with you. So that when we come here, We then present those five things Once we do that We can change the nations With those five things I'm going somewhere Number four God wants That whatever is obtainable In heaven Must be obtainable On the earth Whatever it is is obtainable In heaven must be obtainable on the earth. So, this is what has happened here. Adam and Eve lost the battle, and God then called man, and God, Adam and Eve lost the battle, and then Jesus came. When Jesus came, He came as a representative, just like what we have in the old times, in the days of colonies, like a governor. The Queen of England which is like what we would say god did not have to come herself the queen of england or the queen of england had to send somebody to come and when this person was coming this person brought all the values all the belief all the language all the dressing all everything and brought it to nigeria but there is a command control center in the uk that command control center Whatever is done in the UK must be copyrighted on here. air The same way God is in heaven There is a kingdom in heaven That that kingdom must permeate the earth God then sent his only begotten son Jesus And gave him the embodiment of the kingdom This Jesus now brought the kingdom on the earth That is why Jesus said behold the kingdom of God has come to you So when he came he brought those five things It brought the belief. That is why understanding of how we think as believers must not be in the old kingdom in which we are coming from. Because there is a new way of thinking. There is a new way of belief. Because we have been colonized already. There is a new way of dressing. That's why I say to people, you cannot be saying that you are born again talking and you walk out and you, your cleavage, the only thing we are not seeing is your nipple. That's not a dressing code of this kingdom. Wait, when you say something very strong in church like this, everybody pack well, but you go outside, you'll be saying it, what is all this church life What was all this? Some of you even put it on your status, but when we say it in church, me like, You see the Christian, the Christian we're talking about? Is it not God that created it? Anyway. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Now what God expects you and I is to have the understanding. So this is what happened. Jesus redeemed us back to the Father by the price of the blood. But Jesus then gave us the authority Which means the colonization that Jesus started We must continue Did somebody hear what I just said? The colonization process that Jesus started We must continue What that means is that The heavens And the kingdom of heaven Must be seen on earth And the only people that can colonize the earth continually Is you and I let me show you a scripture. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Habakkuk chapter two, verse fourteen. Habakkuk chapter two, verse fourteen. Glory be to God. Look at this. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge and the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Pause there. Let me show you something. You know, every time we hear the word glory, we actually think is that white smokes that come out when we are singing praise worship. Sometimes when you hear the word glory, you think it's cloud. You think it's, what do you call it? The air or fog. Say the glory of the Lord is here. Or when everywhere is quiet, that's when we think the glory has come. Oh, the glory of the Lord is here. The word glory in Hebrew means Ichabod. In Greek, yeah, in Greek means doxa. The glory of the Lord is the nature of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why I say to you, when we say we give you glory, Lord, we are not saying God's glory is added to the one we are giving to him. His glory does not increase. His glory. So when he says, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge and the glory of God, which is the nature, which is how it is in heaven. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The kingdom of heaven would now be filled on the earth. And that kingdom cannot come until it's within you. So the kingdom only comes with the glory when it's permeated within you. That is why God always needs man to permeate his glory. Because the glory doesn't hang in the air. The glory is within you. The glory is within you. And the kingdom cannot be colonized... Until you allow that glory permeate Because it is that glory in itself That attracts people And change them over It's that glory that we use to colonize those people Are you hear what I'm saying? It is with that glory, that nature of him We used to colonize people And when we colonize them We first and foremost change their values So when you come into a new colony The first thing they will do to you is to change your values Many believers We say we are born again, but we still have the values of the world. We say we are born again, but we still have the belief of the world. We say we are born again, but we still have the language of the world. We say we are born again, but we still use the constitution, the metrics of the world. We say we are born again, but we still use the dress code of the world. But that's not how a colony is formed. So, what God is looking for is how, with the glory, And the kingdom of heaven permeates the earth. This is why Adam was made in the first place. And the work is a continuation. Jesus started it, but guess what? Jesus did not finish it. You want to know who is the person who is going to finish the work? It's you and I. And how? It's the Holy Ghost. Let me show you something I read here. Jesus redeemed us with the blood. We became kings and priests with that. The Holy Spirit is the influence. The Holy Spirit is the converter. Then man, we are what I call the diplomatic center of heaven. You know what it means to be a diplomat? It means you have dual citizenship. You belong to one nation and you belong to another nation. But you uphold the standards of the nation you are representing. So, we are from heaven, the commonwealth of Zion, but we are on the earth. We must hold the standard of the kingdom to ensure that as it is in heaven, so shall it be on the earth. This is why Jesus said, they came to teach us how to pray. He said, no problem. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread. Um, and. Ah, uh, wait, a let's say it uh, us Pastor has forgotten our father. Let's say it again. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Fantastic. Did you see what Jesus said there? Jesus said, Thy what? Will be done on earth as well. As how? Let me tell you something the people who are true disciples, their prayer is not give me, give me. Their prayer is thy will be done on earth. As how? As it is in heaven. That is the concept of the kingdom. The work we are doing here is colonization. The work we are here on earth to do is colonization, which is add them more to us. Add them more to us. Add them more to us Add them more to us That's why Jesus said Those who are against me You can't say you are for me And be against me Because our work is to keep adding them And when we add them We disciple them How do we disciple them? We now begin to change their values We begin to change their beliefs We change their constitution We now give them a higher realm As it is in heaven Does somebody understand what I just said? That's the concept of the kingdom. Why did God make you? Don't ever say again to worship him. That's rubbish. That's not why you were made. You were made as a governor from heaven like Lord Lugard that was sent to a jurisdiction to colonize. But what has happened is that you have left every kingdom as Lord Lugard You have come to the earth and you have now become of the same value and the same system you ought to change. The Queen of England is in London looking and saying, this is not Lord Lugard. You are supposed to bring um, dressing for them. You are supposed to show them how we wear our suits. You are supposed to show them how we speak British English. You are supposed to show them how we drink tea. You are now the one dressing like them. You have failed the mission. And a man who fails the mission, they call you back from the diplomatic center, back to your nation. I'm saying very deep things here. Can somebody hear what I'm saying? They call you back because your work was to go and spread this thing around that nation. That's your work. That's why you are on earth. You are on earth for the kingdom. This is why Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. So when it's within you, that's why I said the nature... The glory is God's nature with who he is. So when God says, I will fill the earth with the glory, he's not talking about cloud or cloud or skies or all those smokes. He's talking about my nature. And there is no way God will fill the earth with his nature until he uses a man to permeate it. Until he uses a man to permeate it. This is how we colonize the earth. This is why we are on earth. That's why Jesus said, the kingdom of God has come. 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 I'll tell you something. When the British Empire came to Nigeria, they didn't only change how we see things, how we think. They brought the totality. Do you know it's until some years later, I mean, maybe like, maybe 70 or 100 years, when car came to Nigeria, do you know we're using the left-hand drive? Yes or no? Yeah. Until we got independence, that was when we were free from them. But the Lord's plan is not for the earth to gain independence. The earth is already gaining independence. That is why the new, I'm saying very deep things, that is why the new structure, the new things, that's why somebody will say, it's okay for, South Africa can wake up one morning and say a man can decide to marry three men. At the same time, the earth is gaining independence. But the people who are to colonize the earth, they are putting their fingers like this, looking. And you say, I'm only to collect breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. You, governor. You, governor. That's why Jesus said, this is how you pray. Don't run about by like these Gentiles. What the Gentiles seek? Say, seek ye first the kingdom. All these other things will be added to you. What are you talking about? All these things that run up and down. The kingdom. Ah, let me tell you something. When a governor is coming from Britain, Who is coming to colonize? They bring with him resources. Not just resources. He comes with back arsenals. They come with fighting power. So that when they come, they take over. That's how they take over this thing. That's the kingdom. So when they take over the land, they come with full force. Don't forget, the queen of England is seated there. She's not coming home. God is not coming. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Jesus is not coming. All authority has been given. Didn't you read the scripture? It said all authority has been given to you in heaven and where. <laughs> That's it. God is not coming from anywhere. Jesus is not coming from anywhere. You have been given this thing. So the Queen of England is cool, seated where she is. But the governor, in this case we we'll call maybe Lord Lugard, who has come is now the person who would then ensure that the way it is in England, do you know that majority of the building types that we have in Nigeria, not the one all the government have destroyed finally now, they were built architecturally like what is in England. Even to our types of food, some of the food we eat, it's colonization that made us eat those food. Why are you speaking English? English is not a primary language. Colonization. So when Jesus came, Jesus brought colonization. That's what Jesus came to do. But colonization could not happen with man until he redeemed us back to the Father. That is why the price of colonization was his blood. Did you hear what I said to you? The price of colonization was his blood. So when he shed that blood, that's why when he died and rose, he said the work has not finished. So he gathered his disciples together and discipled them, which is what we're going to go to next week. And he said to them, Wait, oh, go and tarry ye in Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Spirit. He had already told them about Arab which is the Holy Ghost. He said, I'm going to send you a comforter. So that the continual work of colonization must continue with you. So that when they went there and tarried here in Jerusalem waiting for the promise of the Spirit. When the Holy Ghost came listen, the Holy Ghost is the central processing unit of the Godhead is the one who carries the embodiment of all that the future holds. So when the Holy Ghost now comes and came into them, they were seeing things according to the future of the kingdom of heaven so that they can bring it here on earth Is somebody hear what I'm saying? The big shame is that the governors who ought to be colonizing are after what they will eat. The heart of the Father is bleeding in heaven. Say, this is not why I created man in the first place. This is not, this is, if, 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 if all you are doing with your life is just look for what you eat, what you wear, what you do, that's, the Bible says, this is what the Gentiles seek after. This is what the Gentiles seek after. While we are on earth Is to fill this earth with glory And the glory is the nature of God And that's why I say When we talk about Zoyer The life of God We are not just talking about Zoye From the perspective of the healing power of God We are talking about Zoyer In art and entertainment We are talking about Zoye in fashion We are talking about Zoye in business We are talking about Zoye in government That this nature and this life of God Can permeate these areas So that colonization can happen. That's the concept of the kingdom. This is why you are on earth. This is why you are here. You are not here for any other thing but that. When Jesus was going, and I told disciples, Go and make me disciples. What are these disciples supposed to do? To just meet Amidjistin? No, to take their portion in the colonization. To take their portion. Open your eyes in the spirit realm and look at your portion. Are you tending to it? Are you colonized it? Why did you have that job? You are in that job so that you can, what? Colonize. They can see the nature of God in the job. They Can see the, the, the beauty of the Godhead in the job, that's why you are there. Why are you in the church? Why are you in the new so that colonization can happen? Why are you in the location you are living? Colonize many of you are in the place, no colonization going on. But your greatest prayer point is, God, give me a car. You don't have to be a Christian to drive a car, pagan living, Gentile living. That's not the higher life. The fullness of the Godhead poured himself into you. Christ died, paid the price of colonization, his blood. And all Lord, authority, all power has been given unto you never heaven and on earth. Gave you that power. Say, so take the sceptre of my authority. When you go on the earth, anywhere you go, they respect you. You know, when the king of... In- See, do you know, understand something? If the Oba of Lagos wants to come to the new for example if he sends his sceptre is a sign that is here God now said let us make man in our own image we will not send sceptre we will send ourselves we will send ourselves Breathe his life into you the word blessing means all that God has, all that, can, all that God is and all that God can do he now poured himself into you. He now said, now, take Eden. That is Eden over there. Go and colonize Eden. Many of us abuse Adam and Eve every time in our Bible when we read them. But many of us are keep having Adam and Eve moments in our life. How do I know? You are discussing with Lucifer. You are discussing with the enemy. He's dictating your identity for you. And some people have left the garden of colonization. They are already behaving as though they were outside from the colony. This is why you see a believer who say, well, it's not really bad. I understand when people say, um, you know, um, all these things, but is it really bad to actually like a girl and two guys, you know, marry each other? Is it really, well, can you see that we that ought to be colonizing, we are being colonized. And the believers, that's why Jesus said, oh, I've seen this evil. This is it, that in this world, the children of men are wiser than the children of the world. Jesus himself said, you ought to be as wise as a serpent and as gentle as a dove. That word there, he was talking about infiltration. You must understand the dimension how to infiltrate. There's a kingdom and it's the kingdom of heaven. And that kingdom is on the earth in you but many of us we've locked up that kingdom within us and the colony and the nations we have been given to colonize has remained the same the language hasn't changed their value hasn't changed their belief hasn't changed this is the concept of integrity that when you become that governor in the next 10 years you know that as you enter that place you came in with the glory of heaven which is the nature of heaven to permeate it in that sector so that they can see as it is in heaven let me tell you what as I close what God always wants is that as it is in heaven, so shall it be on the earth. There's a song I love so much. It's Hugh song. Whether now or then, that has lost my hand, I know heaven lives in me. How many of have another the song? Do you know the song? If it's a um, hallelujah, I'm just one. We cry. Anyway, God wants, as it is in heaven, So shall it be on the earth. But you see, every one of you here this morning, you are a diplomat of heaven. You have dual citizenship. Jesus said, You are seated with Him in the right hand of the Father. You are not of this world. The earth is not your home. You are the citizenship of heaven. But you cannot be that without that glory. The Ichabod, the Doxa, the nature of heaven. Fill the earth with his glory through you. Let's go back to that scripture. We read two scriptures, we will close. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. Habakkuk 2, 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge and the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Do you know this analogy is something powerful? Do you know how the waters cover the sea? Have you seen the Atlantic Ocean before? Can you see how deep? You can't see the end of it, all. You can't see the breadth of it all, even the length. That is how the glory must cover the earth. Turn your Bible to Luke. No, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Matthew 6, verse 9. We're going to read this together. Matthew 6, verse 9. And after this manner, therefore, pray ye one, two, ready, read. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Pause right there. Thy kingdom come. Remember that kingdom is within you. Now let's keep going. Thy what will be done where? As where? Thy will be done where? If Lord Lugard came to Nigeria, didn't colonize, didn't do all the things he was sent to do, and the Queen of England was right there, I don't even know if he was the first person that was sent, but whatever, and he didn't do the work he was supposed to do, would Nigeria be colonized? Do you know that when there is real colonization, the nation never remains the same again? When there is real colonization, Till tomorrow, Nigeria still has the impact of the UK. But the people who can colonize are disciples. Church members don't colonize nothing because they are too busy as Gentiles. Church members don't colonize Jack. The only people that are required to colonize are disciples. That is why as a governor or as a president when I want to send ambassadors as diplomats to another country, I must take them through a curriculum to understand the country. I must take them through the process, the structure, the pain, the understanding of that nation so that they can go and represent me in that nation. Discipleship is the thorough process of going through the curriculum of the kingdom. Over and over and over and over and over again, So that when we send you as a diplomat to the diplomatic center that you ought to represent, you can colonize that location. This is the gospel. This is why we are here. We are not here for anything else but this. This is the purpose and the agenda of God. Look at me everyone as I close. Thank you, Lord. We ought to be very intentional of our time, and the purpose of God for our lives. We are here, all of us, for an assignment. The Bible says that David served his generation. And that assignment is simply to colonize the earth with the glory of the Lord. Not the glory that is coming, the glory that is within you. I want to ask you a question, everyone. Tell me about your colonization work that you have been sent to undertake. Think about it. Tell me. Just tell me. Tell me about your colonization work. You are a governor. We sent you from the kingdom of heaven, a nation. We sent you down here. Tell me about your colonization work. Who now has a new belief because you are here? Who now has a new language because you are here? Who now has a new dressing because you are here? Who now knows the constitution? Who knows the constitution because you are here? who applies and plays by the rules of the Constitution because you are here. But you know, you are looking for breakthrough. <laughs> the Bible says in the book of Aga, chapter 2, verse 9, God said, the silver is mine, the gold is mine. You are running and looking for breakthrough from the person who sent you to the Constitution. Do you see Jesus? When Jesus was operating in the kingdom, even when they had a time where they needed to pay a bill, there was a fish in his mouth. I said that to say to you, if you do this kingdom, sir, you might not have some things in the abundance because sometimes you must go through the pain of discipleship. Because Jesus, suffered, Jesus lent obedience through the things they suffered. That's what the Bible says. So you must go through certain deep things as a disciple. And it's God that is behind it. You must go through it. In the life of joseph who was orchestrating all that was going on the devil was it the devil it was god that's the pain of discipleship if you want to remain a christian good for you but i have a good news for you god cannot perpetuate you for nothing you want to hear it again god cannot do jack with you and please as a pastor, when I'm teaching this kind of thing, everybody probably thinks that we are talking about it from the angle of come and pray a pastor, come and do ministry. No. If you are a worker, you work for a bank, any business, whatever it is you're doing, to bring the glory of God in that business means that you are thinking kingdom agenda in that business. You know that when you have your money, when they pay you salary, is not just for you. There are children dying on the streets of Lagos. Every day, God puts into you a passion for those kids Every day, you drive past them every time. And instead of you doing everything, you wake up every morning and keep asking for more by joining all the online prayer that you can join. But the burden to perpetrate and colonize a little group of small children, motherless babies, you go past them every day asking for the next picture. And you don't know that heaven only funds agendas. Wow. Heaven only funds agendas. Heaven doesn't fund your favorities and what you just want. That's not that's the, 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 the central bank of heaven is not funding rubbish, they fund agenda of kingdom on the earth. The kingdom of heaven has departments in it. There's the central processing unit, which is the Holy Ghost Himself that will show you future things to come. There is the commonwealth of heaven, which is the bank, which is where your tithe and offering goes to. Don't let us go into these deep things. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? This is why you are here. I ask you again. Tell me about your colonization work. Governors, talk to me. Tell me about your colonization work. Tell me what you've done with it. Tell me what? Tell me. Talk to me. (laughs) but governors are busy have you ever seen a diplomat who they sent to Germany it's only Nigerian diplomats that probably would do that but he's living in Burgon if you go to an American embassy in Nigeria, the moment you step into that American embassy, do you know that that's America? If you've never been to America before, just go. Once you step there, say, snap picture, but it's American-Nigerian, you know. <laughs> That's America. You don't go through, that jurisdiction is their jurisdiction. How many people come close to you and they can feel the kingdom of heaven? How many people? But many of us, we have even been converted. You are of kingdom of heaven, but you are, there are two kingdoms, though. The kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. There's no middle ground. Let me say it again. There are two kingdoms. Pere, not three. There is no kingdom of neutral. There is no kingdom of, I choose to believe what I No kingdom of neutral. Kingdom of darkness or kingdom of light. So if you are not for us, you are against us. Full stop. That's it. Tell me how many people have come through you. I'm saying that you perpetuate kingdom, glory, even in your office and doesn't necessarily mean that well that's great preach the gospel because you always want to tell them about the kingdom you are coming from. That's why preaching the gospel is a sign you are kingdom oriented because you understand conversion that every time you get somebody born again what you have done you have colonized the person. Colonization happened there and every colonization of somebody gets you a reward. So guys, from today, change your perspective. All these things that Gentiles seek after. See, I hope you know that God's hand is not too short to bless you. The list of God's thoughts is just, just be kingdom oriented. Be kingdom oriented. You know that when you give to the poor, it's kingdom orientation. You know that when you saw him in your church, it's kingdom orientation. You know that when you help the list of the second brother, who was more kingdom oriented? You know the, the story of the, um, the, the, the Samaritan? Uh, is it Samaritan? The good Samaritan, yes? The Levites, all those people passed away. They went past him. A good Samaritan saw him and took him up. Who was more kingdom oriented? Who was more kingdom oriented? It means that you can be coming to church. You can be a Levite. You can be a priest, but no kingdom mind. You can be a priest. You can be going to church. It wasn't, I didn't know, Levi's, I didn't know from the household of priesthood. They were, he was probably coming from church, but no kingdom mind. Jesus said, oh, look at this one. You think you're. you think what pleases God is just you coming to church. He doesn't move by that. What gets his attention is, what is the colonization work you are doing, my friend? How many people have you converted for this work? So, the reason why the Holy Ghost came, hear me, oh? Hear me, sir. The reason why the Holy Ghost came, you want to hear the reason? I will tell you. The reason why the Holy Ghost came was so that Jesus will not be the only one colonizing. Because the work is too much, it's to the ends of the earth. Jesus alone cannot colonize. Because Jesus was limited as a man, he gets tired, he gets weary, he can't walk everywhere so jesus had to go after he has taught them the syllabus of conversion that is what the gospels are matthew mark luke and john that's the syllabus of conversion after he has taught them that syllabus look at what jesus did when his disciples came he was going to be with the lord he called them together and the bible says act 1:3. he started to teach them things pertaining to the kingdom after he taught them he went he said i will send the holy ghost so that the holy ghost that is the central processing unit of heaven can now be on you and in you individually. So that if Jesus goes to a place and you go to a place, it will be as though it was Jesus that got there. Because Jesus in himself cannot do everything. That's why you are here. That's why you are born again. You are not born again to count censor. You are not a church member to count numbers. You are not a born again member or born again Christian to say you are a member of a church. That's not why you are a Christian, That's not why you're a Christian. You are not a Christian just for convention. Any convention that is going on, you are there. Anyone that is doing it, you are there. Any online prayer that starts, you are there. Any just to collect, just to chop palliative. <laughs> look at this palliative generation. We do palliative inside kingdom too. Just to look at the freebies, just palliative life, just chop it, chop it, collect everything. And the work you have been sent, you have left it to. The colonization was governor, governor, aroused with glory, with honor. Ah, uh-uh. ah. Asian words. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Ever true, changing me and changing you. We have come with open on. Oh let the ancient words in part Asian words change in me We have come, we have come. For the last time, raise your hands. Ancient words. Yes, Lord. We have come. For the last time, I feel an anointing. Raise your hands. Ancient words. Ever true changing me We have come we have We'd open One more time as we behold as in a mirror ancient words Ever true changing me Yes, Lord. And we have come. We have come. Oh, let the ancient. Raise your hands. One more time. Ancient words. Yes, Lord Jesus. Changing me. song, but the song just dropped in my heart. I just want to leave that song with you. I think Dulce sang it during the next conference, and it just really blessed me. That was the first time I was hearing it. Um, Something about, I'm open, do to me what you want. Um, Here I am in your presence. You know, it's, do to me what you want. That song is so powerful. It's a song of consecration. I'm open before you Lord. Do to me what you want, because this is the place, and this is the place of encounter. Do to me what you want, this is, this is the place of encounter. close look at me everyone as we close this week this service let there be a thorough renewing of your mind as to why you are here I tell you something guys, the moment that happened from that day you start living see, you can be 50 years old 100 years old is the day you find the purpose of a thing that's when living starts you can't be dead but living it means no use no use no use but you don't determine your use because it's the manufacturer of the product that determines the use the microphone doesn't determine how it uses itself the manufacturer god determined the use God determined, predestined your use. Before the foundation of the earth, he knew you, called you as a prophet to the nations. The prophet to the nation doesn't mean a speaker. Somebody's preaching. Take discipleship important in this season. Take bringing people to Christ's souls. Harvest of souls as important. Bringing people to church important. Helping the needy around you important, at that moment, you start leaving. May the Lord bless you and keep you, in Jesus' name. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message, because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.